Hello, this is Stephen Mooney, and you're listening to an all-new episode of Arcade Bros, only on the 4i Radio Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of Arcade Bros. I'm your host, as always, as Stephen Mooney, with my co-host, the beautiful and lumptuous Kyle Mooney. So it's a brand new year. It's a brand new date. Let's uh, let's get to some uh, great, great topics. Uh, before we start off, of course, as always, uh, you can find us on the Fern Network on iTunes and also the Stitcher Radio app and also on Blog Talk. Uh, today is January 20th, so when you probably hear this, it'll probably be the 22nd. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, this is our 16th episode slash third episode for reasons we're not going to get into, but I guess you guys will figure it out. But, uh, uh, before we get into our show topics, uh, Kyle, what have you been playing this week? That could be why. Uh, well, Technical difficulties. First off, hi, this is Kyle, the second host of the Arcade Brothers that you probably couldn't hear. Uh, yeah, everything's going good. I played, what did I play? I started playing uh, League of Legends. I uh, just downloaded it a couple days ago. I uh, played the new Dante uh, Inferno, which is basically Devil May Cry. Uh, oh, the, the demo that just came out. If no one's played it, it also came out. I think. Yeah, it came out. Uh, it came out last week. Now uh, we'll probably get into that because I also finally I got the chance to sit down and play the demo as well. And um, then, uh, the other game I actually played was I had this game on my uh, arcade thing. It was actually it was one of those like if you were part of the um, indie game developers, you can download it. It's called like a thousand thorns, and it's basically a game where which is impossible to play, but you have a thousand lives. But literally, like, you'll walk, and, like, a snake will get you. And you're like, all right. Then you walk again, and then there's, like, a snake, but you shoot him with a dagger, and you're like, great. And then you walk two more steps, and then a rock falls on you. And it's just, like, no matter oh, how Oh, so you have to just try to figure yeah, out, like, the you, pattern. And then there's some things that fall on you, some things that don't. But literally, it's just, you just try to get from point A to point B. But it's all 8-bit graphic. It's really, uh, like, really classic-style arcade. Very much like a, uh, an Atari game. So it's a lot of fun. Well, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, what are you playing? What I've been playing is I've been playing a little bit of Zombie uh, U. I actually restarted uh-huh. my game because I died like all of a sudden over something stupid, and I was like, "You didn't even survive a day." <laughs> so I was like, "Screw by. that!" Yeah, no. Like, I try to open the door, and the alarm went off, and then they all just oh, swarmed no. you. I'm like, "Oh, how do I get out of here?" And then I just die. But then when you die, you start as a brand new person. Right. It just sucks though because everything that you had, you lost. And I think though, if you go back to where your body is, you, you can probably can it. get it back. I think, but yeah. it was just kind of like it was just like ah. But yeah, I played a little bit more of that. I actually got a. Uh, played a game that was on um, the actual. Uh, it was on the actual uh, Wii um, store, the Wii Shop. Oh. Um, it's called uh, Mighty Switch Force. Um, it's a 2D side-scrolling slash puzzle game. It's very interesting. I really like the artwork style on it. Um, it's very. It kind of reminds me a lot like of a Scott Pilgrim art style. Uh, but it's really kind of cool. You just have to try to figure out, like, you have to basically these criminals escape, and you play as this p- 
police officer uh, check, and you have to go around and capture you know these guys in every level. Is like there's a certain way like you have to get to them. Like you hit a button and like a a bo- block appears, and then you jump on that block, and then you hit it again, jumped over to the next block. So it's kind of like that. You have to figure out like it's got, so it's like a puzzle based kind of game to figure out how to get these uh, you know uh, bad guys and stuff. So that one's really cool. The other demo that I got to download and the game was also released this week was Rayman Legends for the Nintendo Wii U. Oh, okay, yeah, fantastic. Uh, I played Rayman Origins. I absolutely loved the game. I thought it was a terrific game. This is terrific. It looks so beautiful on the Nintendo Wii U. It is a fantastic game. It's up to four players. Uh, you got like a bunch of different characters you can play as. Uh, you don't always have to play as Raymond. You can pick somebody else if you want to play as as well. It's up to four players. Um, just a lot of just a lot of unique and cool different uh, w- like uh, like how you play, especially with the. I think they did a phenomenal job with the Wii uh, U pad. Okay. There's like sometimes where you get to certain areas and you have to like you'll look down at your pad and it'll tell you like to swipe stuff. So then like you'll cut ropes, you'll attack bad guys for your character to jump over oh, and stuff wow. like that. So it's very. It, they I think they did a beautiful job with that. So I, I was very excited about those games. So I will hopefully be able to pick up a copy of. Raymond Legends pretty soon, so I can, uh, you know, play that. We'll sit down, we'll play that, and we'll give you uh, guys a pretty much a good review on that. The only other game that I've been playing um, is Far Cry 3. I know I'm, like, pretty much almost done with that game. Uh, again, fantastic game, really fun to do. Uh, if you haven't played it yet, I highly recommend it. But I also, like we said before, the Far Cry games, they don't go in consistent order. They're all their individual storylines. So if you don't feel like playing the first two, you just want to jump into three, you can do that. Uh, you don't have to worry about a backstory. It pretty much kind of explains everything, and you know, you're good to go. So uh, other than that, that's all I've been playing this week. I uh, haven't really sat down and gotten to play too much of anything uh, with a bunch of different uh, th- you know, things going on and stuff like that. But um, So we do have a couple of topics that we do want to jump into uh you played the new uh devil may cry reboot now it's not by capcom i believe it's by team ninja that is correct now the only other game that i know that they've done besides the ninja gaiden or gaiden games depending on how you want to pronounce it and uh then there's also the they actually did the re uh the reboot of the metroid game the other m which was like a 2d side scrolling game which was actually a really good game so what do you think uh, I think if you're a fan of the other one, with the original Dante, the original story, the original like uh, storyline, if you can get past the fact that this is a different Dante, like if you can get past the fact that the character is completely different, the only thing that is similar is the fact that he wields a sword and has guns and is like the the devil, you know, uh, aspect of it. I found thought it was actually very good. Like the the monsters made sense, the storylines made sense. The uh, gameplay made sense, but I think if you're trying to hold on to that, like almost like the original traits of it, it is going to be a little bit of a, a, a wake up because you're going to realize that it is a completely different uh, style. Like the way I can think about it is like is the Spider-Man and Spider-Man the new one, the reboot, completely same character, same concept, same like idea of the character, but told a little differently. And I think like some people like the Tobey Maguire some more. Some people like the new one more. I think it's like it's a matter of if you're a fan of it, you'll enjoy it. And yeah, that's how I really think of it, and I did enjoy it. I thought it was actually really well done. Yeah, I really like it. I, I'm also looking at it from the first prospect of like it's actual like it's it, not only is it a reboot, but even if it wasn't a reboot, it's more like a past. Yeah. Like it's more like Dante. This is his 
beginning. This is his origins. Uh, right off the bat, you do meet his brother. Uh, they do actually explain a little bit better than it was just like your mom had sex with a demon. It's actually your mom was an angel and your dad was a demon. Which so makes a lot more it makes sense. you kind of like these cool like hybrids now. So it kind of makes more sense. Um, I do like the graphics. I actually do like the character design of Dante in this. Um, I do like. Uh, I actually, at first when I saw it, I wasn't really too impressed. But actually doing some gameplay, it does bring back to the tradition of how it was. You know, with the combos and everything like that. I do like the fact when you go into demon mode, his hair does become white. So they did keep that. Yeah. You know, true, it's not like his hair is white all the time. I do kind of miss his actual kind of smart-assness. I mean, he does have it to an extent, but not as much as he did in the previous game because I did like that Dante. He was kind of, you know, like he knew he was hot shit, but he could back it up. Um, but I do like this one. I, I think it's going to be... I will hopefully be able to pick up a copy of the game because I am a huge, hardcore uh, Devil May Cry fan. So I am looking... Uh, you know, I am looking forward to this game, but it's is that's what I will say. Like you said, you know, you have to look at it from a brand new perspective. Um, you know, it's the same character; it's a reboot. But uh, if you like Devil May Cry, you like the gameplay, just kind of focus on that. Just give it a new, you know, twist. Don't you know? Hold on to that, you know, the old one because then I have a feeling that you're going to be like, oh, this isn't as good as the other one. Right, exactly. And I think yeah, like it, it's one of those. The the controls I felt were a little bit stronger, but I haven't played. I, I think the last ones I played was Devil May Cry two. Okay. PlayStation 2, so my controller base might be it. It might have changed. So I don't know based on like the last version if it's Okay, so you're talking about Devil May Cry 4. Right, which would be the which last. Was, yeah, which was released on all consoles. Uh, yeah, the Xbox controls. On, actually, I really enjoyed Devil May Cry 4. I know a lot of people didn't. I thought it was a really well done game. I thought it was really cool. You actually got to play as somebody new. Uh, you weren't sure if it was like Dante's little brother or anything like that. He did have like a demon hand uh, and stuff like that. But then it was cool because then you got to a certain point where you played him up until a certain point, and then Dante shows up, right. and then so you get to play like, as oh, him. Okay. So it's kind of like it gave you like these kind of cool, you know, aspect of that. But I thought the graphics were very done. It was very beautiful what made. Um, it was actually a really fun game because technically I've only beaten uh, three of the Devil May Cry's. I've never beaten Metal Gear Metal. Uh, Metal Gear is solid. Devil May Cry Devil May 3. Cry I've never beaten Devil May Revenge. Cry 3. I've gotten to a certain point, but it just gets way too hard in that game. And I'm like, ah, so I have beaten the other three. Uh, you know, 1, 2, and uh, 4. But 3 has just been very difficult. But 3 is actually like a prequel, too. So it's kind of like, you know. Oh, okay. So, so it's very, it, yeah, it's very back and forth. That's actually where it was introduced to Dante's brother in that one. Those so, but yeah, I, I do like the, I like how they're giving it kind of a reboot. I was on the fence with it. But as soon as, I was actually kind of happy they gave you a playable demo. Because usually when they don't give you a playable demo, then I, it makes me less likely to pick up a game because right, I'm, I'm wary sure about it. Because I'm like, ah, I don't know how it's going to be. So I'm happy for that. So, yeah, if, you, if you're if you very unsure about it, it's on PlayStation Network. It's on uh, Xbox 360. Go ahead and download it. Give it a shot. You know what? Next week, let's get everyone's opinion on Devil May Cry. Uh, sounds good. Uh, the new Devil May Cry. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. We'll try to analyze it. We'll talk about it. We'll give it a, you know maybe a review in the near future. So, uh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So uh, I see another topic. Uh, what do you think? This Dante versus the other Dante? Uh, to be honest, I do like this Dante more because you start to get the tie of the family. You start to really see, like, because it, it kind of, like, the first version of it, it was, like, at the end you find out, like, oh, by the way, your mom is this. So, like, this is who your mom is and what she's done. And that's, like, the whole premise of The Devil May Cry. Like, that was the whole idea of it was that, you know, uh, and I think I didn't like that as much because it almost seemed like, they were rushing it like it was just like an afterthought like not only did you play this cool like sword wielding like gun toting guy who could transform into different things 
it was like, oh yeah, by the way, he also has a heart. Like, oh, like at the end, yeah, of the first one. Where I feel like this one's more like, this is my brother, this is my mom, this is what we do, blah blah. Like, let's go and kill stuff. Like, I felt I like that aspect of it. Like, right from the get go, they said, this is our world, this is what we do, and let's have fun. As opposed to the other one, like trying to like it seemed like I said, it seemed like it was kind of rushed in the last. Well, project. technically, the la- the very first Devil May Cry was actually supposed to be a uh, Resident Evil game. Right, where and it was the fixed camera. Yeah, and yeah. it was and it was uh, scrapped um, because of for whatever reason they didn't think it was working, so they ended up making a brand new you know co- a game for a console, and it turned out to be Devil May Cry. So oh, okay. that's the origin stories of the actual Devil May Cry game. But yeah, no, I agree. I do like old Dante, but then again, I haven't really played too much of this one, so I don't know. I do like his background story. I do like his thing. I do play him in the uh, the uh, PlayStation All Stars. He was a character and really good moves in that as well. So, but uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Team Ninja can keep uh, kicking out some games like this because so far everything they've gotten their hands on for a reboot, they've done a pretty good job with. I agree, so, yeah. uh, I mean, I was very impressed with that uh, me- uh, Metroid, uh, the other M. It was it's like two D side scrolling, and then you know three D bait. It was very well done. So uh, it's good to see them getting their hands on other uh, properties and you know showing us what they can do. Um, let's see. I think we have topic is our question of the week. Uh, you came up with this, uh, so you go ahead and take it away. Uh, well, our question of the week that we proposed to all the people on Twitter was, what are some of your favorite arcade games? Let us know your uh, what your uh, for a chance for, for a shout-out this week. Uh, we've had, obviously, Steve and I are going to talk about, I guess, our like intro to it and what we've liked about arcade games and which ones were our favorite. Uh, but we did have our, one of our other uh, hosts on the network, Eric Dewey, um, from the Socially Awkward. Uh, and also uh, Science and Beer. Science and Beer. Not just Science and Beer. And Beer. Uh, he uh, went ahead and tweeted about, uh, my favorite was, and always will be, Afterburner, the first sit-in game I ever played. And uh, that's actually a big thing because I think a lot of arcades, you never had that whole, like, let me sit in a game and act yes. like I'm driving. It was like kind of... You stood up around your friend's shoulder. Yeah, there was, yeah, th- yeah. To be fair, a lot of the games uh, before it became to a certain point, they were all just kind of stand up, you know, joystick button mashing kind of games. You know, a lot of fighting games, and then they introduced, you know, the racing games. They introduced the corridor games where you had to like put your gun off to the side, right? And the you know, time, and, and, and time, some of that. Uh, the only game I hated, like I love the series, but the only game I hated in the arcade was. Uh, House of the Dead Three. You get a pump action shotgun. You oh, had to literally cool. pump it. Oh my god, that game's up like in that a general was the one rush. With the sloth, right in the factory. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one I hated just because it was like the sloth is unreal. This is unbelievable. Yeah, but it wasn't even that. It was just like you had to keep like Popping boom, it. boom, and then like your forearm was just be like, did I masturbate for an entire day? What happened here? Well, it's well, we're not rated PG. It's all over our system. Well, it is a uh, spread shot. So, oh. but uh, so, what about you? What was a what was your what was probably like the best arcade game you played? I think for me, the best arcade game that I played was uh, it actually was just a few years ago. We went to GameWorks, which is like a local, like big time arcade. It's kind yeah, of designed by Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, and it's kind of corporate. It's kind of got like this three floor uh, arcade. Uh, game that they're most known for, which is like a shooter. You sit in a chair and it goes up and down depending on how you do, which is really cool. Um, and the game I played was actually it was a waveboarding game where you actually were on like the jet ski, and as you move left to right, the jet ski would follow your. Oh control. right, right. They and did like actually, a skateboarding game they like did a that skateboarding too. One too that was pretty popular, and a snowboard one. But the snowboard oh, yeah. one was always broken. Like I remember, yeah. everyone was always just like leaning to one side or the other. But the wakeboard one was really cool because I like the idea of like I've never been on a, a jet ski before. So like here Wait, we are. Wait, really? In the middle. Yeah, I have still haven't been on. I jet beat ski. you. Haha, you did. I've been on an ATV though. Have you been on an ATV? I beat you again because uh-huh. I haven't. 
but I'm still gonna beat you because Aha, you've been on an ATV on water. I I was thrown off of one as well, and when better. I fell off, I saw a turtle swimming by, and he gave me the fin. Yeah, what a jerk! What a jerk! Turtle. He's like Backstreet Driver. Yeah. <laughs> The shark ate him. Oh, no, no. But uh, okay, okay, yeah. I don't think I, I. I remember the skateboarding one, and right. I remember it wasn't a snowboarding one. I don't remember that one, but I do remember like a skiing one. But like yeah. nobody played that because like I don't care about skiing. Um, but yeah, I remember the skateboard one like that. I think uh, actually a big, a big uh, person who's still making like company that still makes arcade games very well is actually Sega. That's true. Sega's always kicking out arcade games. That's actually why I really enjoyed the Sega Dreamcast, because to me it felt like a home console version of arcade games. Um, but, yeah, I think my favorite uh, arcade game ever will still be... Um, will always be uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. That is a good one. Uh, you just got, you know, you got grab four buddies, jump on, and just kick some uh, tail... Crack some skulls of the uh, Foot Clan and then fight the evil, you know, Shredder going through time with a lot of classic, you know, uh, Ninja Turtle characters. I think it was a very, uh, very great game. The port was actually a little bit better because when it came to Super Nintendo, even though it was only two players, but they added a bunch more levels and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I would have to say definitely Turtles in Time is probably up there along with like the X Men and those guys. I always like those kind of co op kind of games. I always loved uh, jumping in with people and, you know, having a good time with that. So. That's cool because I remember I never actually got to play Turtles in Time at the arcade. I played it when it came out for the uh, 360 oh, right. on the arcade, and I have that uh, on mine. And that is a fun game. Like I played it once or twice, and I was just like, man, this one is one that I wish I got to see. Because it did come out for like the Super Nintendo later on after the SNES came out, right? And I believe it was for SNES and like Sega, uh, was it Saturn? Or was it just for like regular Sega? Like Sega 32-whatever plus. Wait, uh, the port over of the Turtles in Time? Yeah. Actually, no. Turtles in Time was actually released. This is actually a weird thing. Turtles in Time... Okay, actually, I should go back in... Back in time! Back in time! Whoa! Do you remember... Okay, with certain consoles, games would come out... But be completely different games for each console. So, That's like true. Tasmania came out for both Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, completely different games. But with Turtles in Time, they never did that. It was only released actually on the Super Nintendo. But then Sega got Turtles in the Hyperstone Heist. Uh-huh. So two completely different games, but never they were released on either or uh, you know system and stuff like that. So it was very it was very weird with that because I remember like such as Ninja Turtles. Basically, there was one, two, and three that was released on Nintendo. And then when it got to four, that was labeled Turtles in Time for Super Nintendo. But then uh, the Sega Genesis just got the Hyperstone Heist. So, I mean, both great games, both great Ninja Turtle games. But it was just like, it's just very odd, like, how they used to do that. I remember, like, there would be, like, two different, it's Ren and Stimpy. And they both say Ren and Stimpy. But the Sega Genesis one was a completely different game from the Super Nintendo That's one. True, yeah. And I think it's weird that they were able to do that. Because you think about it nowadays, it would cost way too much money to do that. And you don't know the market of, okay, well, how many people have a 360? How many people have a... Um, PlayStation, we can't afford to make two separate games on one budget, you know, and then expect to get you know double the income. So I know it's a it's a risk that they're not really taking that it's much. It's true, and I think back then it was just it was a lot easier for a game developer to say we want to make this game for multiple platforms, but we don't want to have any copyright infringement. I guess you could say like mm-hmm. where Sega's like that's our artwork or this is this artwork. So that's why they maybe like if I was a business, what I would have done is said like. And I can imagine this is what they probably did was uh, Tasmania for the Sega 
was called this, and then Sega paid for that marketing on that. So that way, that's how they could charge them like a fee for like the rebranding or the re like logo design and things like that. And then like Nintendo, same thing. Nintendo was just called this, and that's why they had that. Like that's why I think like Nintendo started really branding their own with like Nintendo, like Mario sixty four, yeah, or Zelda sixty four, or like they would change the name and try to add that to it to uh, to exemplify what the product was. Yeah, like, a lot of those were just because they were only for that system. Yes. Too. So I think yeah, like you said, if Modern Warfare three was like Modern Warfare three. And then on the Sony, it was like Modern Warfare 3, half the Japs. Or like, yeah. Like, <laughs> half the Japs. Half the Japs. And then Nintendo was like Mario, you know, Modern Warfare, like Wii. You know, yeah, Mario, Modern Warfare 3 Wii with more Japs, with you know. more Japs. We took the Japs and added it to yeah. our game. Well, they did that with, actually, they did that with the Wii version of Dead Rising. And it was like shop to your chop, they called it. But then oh, it was like right. less than the zombie ratio because the Xbox, how it was designed. Uh, was able to like accumulate Spawn, so many yeah. like zombies and Nintendo the system. I mean, the Wii U is like such more advanced that it could possibly do that now. But the Wii was didn't have that high ratio, so it was so literally you'd be running around, and be like, "Where's all the zombies? This is easy." Yeah, this is really good. So, um, so uh, we were getting into huge topics about um, uh, violent video games. Uh, you know, with everything that's coming out and stuff like that. So uh, I know there's a list of non-violent video games because a lot of people think like, oh, all video games is shooting and all video games. But I mean, there's there's so many out there. There's racing games, there's puzzles games, there's dancing games, there's, you know, Guitar Hero. There's a bunch of different other games out there that you can jump into that doesn't have anything to do with anything violent whatsoever. And I think it's funny because, like, they will go after, like, violent movies. But then, like, if you really think about it, like, what's violent? Like, Jaws. Jaws is a very violent movie. It's PG. You know, so is it? Like, I thought it was yeah. R. No, no, it's considered parental guidance at the time it came out. It's rated parental guidance. Actually, even better. How about Ghostbusters? I'm going to guess G. It's PG, okay. but there's smoking in it. There's cussing in it. That's I right. mean, they get away with a lot of stuff, and it was just a PG rating just because they didn't have a PG-13 at the time. Right. Now, but there's also violence. There's, you know, hell. They say a lot of stuff. I mean, it's a great movie. I, I absolutely love that movie. It's favorite movie ever. But they have all these things. And even Gremlins. Gremlin was PG, and the first yeah, Gremlins is pretty dark and stuff dark, like that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny because then they develop, and that's the thing. They develop these rating systems. Now, video games have these same rating systems. There's true. There's a... Uh, E for everyone. Yeah, there's and there's, there's teen. C two for children. Yeah, so children. Children now. Yeah, so there's children's uh, E for everyone. Then they also have teen. teen. Then they have mature, and they have adult. Now, to be fair, adult. I've never seen an adult game. I've heard about the adult games, but I've never seen an adult game released in the States. Now, I could be wrong. You could possibly have bootleg copies you can find elsewhere. But as far as I'm concerned, certain games, a lot of games have not become an adult. So that's what I think is weird. But even with mature games, I mean, people were still getting carded. But, you know, the funny part is, is you can go into a store now and buy a rated R movie, and they won't card you. That's true. They used to card you back at the video store and everywhere else, but now you can go in. Like, I've not been, now, granted, I don't look like a six year old kid or anything like that yeah, but even when it. I when I still pick up a violent video game that's mature they still card me because they're still doing their job but I can pick up any rated R movie no questions asked see and then it's, it comes back to all the other things like if you buy I was surprised like if you buy spray paint obviously they card you now because yes. I consider people doing that now if you buy model glue they card you yeah because people sniffing Compressed air. Yes, <laughs> because you can do whippets. Whippets. Uh, and then don't ask me how I know that. I don't know that either. And then there was another one that I was like, eventually, I think somebody even said they're starting to ban Windex because people are drinking that. Yeah. Well, that okay. Look at the Sudafed. Sudafed yeah. is like a huge proprietor for meth, and it sucks because 
I have a I have a sinus problem when it comes to the spring. Uh, my nose gets stuffed up, and Sudafed works for me. But I'm sick of filling out fucking paperwork for pills that I'm not using for math. But this is the this is what hey, this is the shit that see, people have to do now right. because we can't trust people and stuff like that in that country. Now, granted, they, people can't. Okay, parents can buy a violent video game for kids. Go home because they get carded and stuff like that because they don't have to tell them the game is for so and so. It's for this and stuff like that. Now, but to me, then I'm like, I'm sorry, but if you're buying your kid a violent video game, that's your responsibility now. The right. ball's in your cart. You disobey the law. Right. Just like if you leave your guns lying around and you leave this lying around and they get a hold of it, the, it's not. You can't put regulation on everything. Yeah. There's still that human factor that something's going to happen. Yeah, something could happen. You, you could uh, buy just racing games. Your son sees that the keys are left on the counter, takes your car, and goes for a joyride. Like you, there's no control yeah, over that. No Other control. Than the fact that you don't leave them alone with keys. Exactly. Car, you know, like there's. So I mean, there's all these different things that can factor in that. It's not only violent video games. I feel because there's a lot of actually surprisingly, I saw on Amazon it recommends games for me because I've you know purchased some stuff from Amazon and they recommended the new Tomb Raider game, first Tomb Raider game that's actually mature. Oh really? The new one that's going to be coming out in uh, I believe March. Uh, I'm actually looking really forward to, but like all the other ones up until then, we've always been and that, teen. That could probably is mature because I think this one's more about like it's a survival. She gets shipwrecked, yeah. and it's more like she's trying to survive. So yeah, I know there's a lot of hunting going on. There's exactly. a lot of like kind of that kind of stuff. So I know they're factoring a lot because a lot of games. Are, it's funny as soon as I saw, I forget what it was. As soon as I think Red Dead Redemption came out, which is funny, is the only Rockstar game that I know that did not get any shit for it. That's true because it was based on the time frame. It was based on the time frame. Like everyone's like, oh, okay, that's fine. But like as soon as Grand Theft Auto, now if you've seen the new trailer for Grand Theft Auto 5, you know they're just doing the most obscure, crazy thing that they would sit there and go, okay, none of this crap could ever happen in real life, but you no. know someone's going to turn around and go like, oh, no, this is a bad game, because they're really, like, this one I feel like they're really just going over the top. It looks fantastic, but they're going over the top and just, going like, and just going like, look, we don't care anymore. This is the storyline. This is what you're going to be able to do. We're going to try to push things to the limits of that because you guys have to get your heads out of your asses and realize this is a video game. Right. Okay, now I'm sorry. Do you think I go around going, I just started the Expendables. I'm going to go off to a country and liberate you know, people and stuff like that and just talk outside of the mind. Hey, 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 you know hey. how you do it. This is, you know, so this is the law. I live in the studio. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be Expendables for you. know, it's going to be good. It's really expendable. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like you just can't. I well, figured out, but go I, ahead. I, well, what I love about it is there was a story I read on Kotaku a long time ago, and it was great. It was a wonderful article because this father brought home Grand Theft Auto 3 uh-huh. for his son on a PlayStation 2. His son was fine. Okay. His son would go around. He would open up the ambulance car. Well, before that, like he would, he would steal the cop car. Okay, great. Okay. He stole the cop car. He'd get in, he'd drive it around, drive it around, drive it around. Then he'd see, like, the paramedics, like, helping somebody. So he'd get out, get in the paramedics car, drive around. But he would go to, like, try to help people. Like, he would go to try to help pick people up who were injured, or he'd do that. Then he'd drive the fire truck and have the siren going and just drive it around. Never once did he fire a gun. Never once did he pay, try to pick up a hooker. Never once did he shoot a police officer or hurt anyone, run over people. He actually was a very good driver. And there's footage of him, like, driving. Yeah. All he wanted to do was drive different cars. Yeah. That's all he wanted, he wanted to do. But he had no clue about any of the other stuff that you were capable of doing because it's just what it was. His father said, okay, I'll give him a trigger game, see what he does with it. Yeah. You know, and he turned it on, like, you can mute it and stuff, so there's no swearing and stuff. But, yeah, like, that's all the kid wanted to do is drive around the vehicle. So it's, and like, it's just like, yeah, you know. But there you go. Like, there, uh, like the context of the game is different for this 
for who it's for. Like the prime example, that child thought, oh, driving around vehicles, like this is great. Like he never saw some consequences. And when he would get arrested finally, because they would catch him, like, hey, you stole this car, yeah. and he'd leave the police station. He's like, a job well done. Yeah, like, you know, like, like that's was, what he thought. Yeah, he thought he was getting like a medal, a medal or, something. or something. You know, <laughs> and it's funny because there's a lot of, and it's funny because also another game that didn't get much crap from Rockstar was L.A. Noir. Yeah, that was a good because game. again, it took place time at a certain time right, period. Yeah. It's a fantastic game, a completely different game than like what Rockstar has done in the past and stuff. But it's like. It's like they only seem to... Well, that was a guy who was a Jack Thompson right. who's now been uh, disembarred because he's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, because he was lying and... Like, and stuff. I think the best thing that ever happened was the two guys from Penny Arcades actually donated to a charity in his name because he was going to, but then he copped out because he found out it was for like video game like something like that and he was like I can't do this but so it was they, for charity yeah. yeah if it was for charity but he copped out for it and they ended up doing it it was freaking hilarious so but it's just like that's the real reason and I hate that people keep that's the problem everyone keeps picking scapegoats it's like talk to your children you know it's like that whole crap like talk to your kids about drugs talk to your kids about sex it's the same thing like I even asked mom I go hey mom if I was this old if I asked for Grand Theft Auto 3 would you have bought for it my mom says mom said straight up no yeah, exactly. Because mom knew exactly what it was. Like she didn't start buying mature games for us when she realized that okay, they are capable. They know what's right from wrong. They're not going to go out and start shooting people. Like I was even Eric and I were talking about. It. It's like I pulled out the Simpsons game he saw. I go not once did it make me want to go become fat, get a uh, woman pregnant, have three kids, you know, eat a bunch of donuts, be uh, working at a nuclear power plant where I can't, you know, I don't know how to work at a nuclear power plant, you know, and exactly. you know stuff like that. It, like none of these games have ever made me want to do like any of that stuff. Yeah, sure, maybe I want to go out and maybe go to a shooting range. Maybe I'm uh, interested in maybe shooting some guns, but because I'm not interested. Never shot anything. I've never shot a gun, but I've never. I'm not interested. I'm like I don't want to shoot people. No. I don't want to go out and purchase a gun. I don't want to have to do any of that kind of stuff. But I was like, I've done paintball. You know, shooting. Yeah. I've done that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's like, yeah, there's certain things you want to do. I mean, hell, I'm watching. I'm playing Far Cry Three, and right now I'm like, I would love to go Hawaii, even though this place is a place in Hawaii, right. but just the jungle areas and just how everything looks and the hiking and stuff. I'm like, that would be something I would like to do. You know, and that was like Assassin's Creed Two makes me want to go to uh, Italy because of like just how beautiful it looks and stuff. And yet, that's a game, but it makes me want to visit this actual you, you know things, place. Right. You know, so it's like to me, it just makes you want to you know you go out and do stuff. It's not like I'm going like. Yeah, I'm going to go to Italy. Then I'm going to start jumping off of rooftops. Yeah, I, I built myself this hidden blade. I'm just going to start assassinating people. It's going to be that. great. You could, you could get that through the airport, right? Yeah, I should be able to. Okay. I'll be like, it's a shaver. I'll be like, okay, you come right in. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't jump on any turtles. Yeah. And that's just it, too. Like Mario. Like I've never once tried to light people on fire yeah, or, you have. or kick turtle shells. You shot fireballs at me yesterday. Well, that was yesterday. I didn't mean <laughs> when I was like, you're like, not today. Not today. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, so with that being said, I started to really think, especially with all the stories now, because as soon as you hear anything with gun, there's always, like, a shooting or things like that, and there's a, there's a lot that's going on right now. That The tension's still high on this debate, because it is, it is a debate. It is one of those where... Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is gun laws are not going to change rationally, and, yeah, I do think, like, there's some... There's, the problem is, is really good ideas, but the problem is, is those ideas cost so much money that people right. do not want to fork out, so they'd rather just be like, well, we'll just do a month waiting period for your gun or something, or something like that. Or something else, yeah, they'll try Like, some people have said, they should have a psych evaluation, they should have this and that and something. Uh, I think that's legit. 
Because it's like if you if you're and, 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 and don't get me, and don't get me wrong if you're like that's the thing if you're a gun collector because I know there's out there there's gun collectors there's people who just are fascinated with guns you know and they're not planning on trying to kill anybody with them this is just something they like to have like some people like to buy you know World War II guns and yeah. you know muskets and stuff like that and like I can understand they go to a gun show they're like hey I want to buy oh this is a really cool gun you know and they're not planning on shooting it at all they plan on just putting it in a case or something like that just because they have a collection or something like that yeah I can see that but guess what you give them a psych test. He passes it. He's still going to get the gun. It's like to me, it doesn't seem because you know he's not, he's he's perfectly sane. Now, if you it's because it's our medicals and stuff like that it's a lot easier to get your hands on a gun than it is to go see psychiatric help. I like that idea too because how many times has someone gotten really upset at somebody and gone bought a gun, went and shot the person because they weren't at the right state of yeah, mind? Yeah, they weren't were, at the right state of mind. They were emotional or something like that. But at least if you did that, you could have that waiting period of like, oh yeah, I take back because then maybe they've calmed down by then or maybe they've really thought it through. Like you know, there are consequences for. So I definitely think that, that the debate's going to go on for a while. It's going to be all yeah. over the place because there is like I'm all for uh, you know the freedom of speech, and it was great because I, I watched the recent uh, Daily Show, and they said it best. Like people comparing you know the loss to like uh, the Hitler, and oh we got a new Hitler in office, or we got this or that. It's interesting because it's, when John Stewart was present, presented with that very topic, he basically said, well, you know what? France couldn't stop Hitler. So it didn't matter that they had guns. Yeah. It took the whole world five years of bloodshed to finally stop Hitler. So even if, like you say, like the Americans get taken over by, let's say, Obama takes us over. Yeah. You have an, let's say you do have an assault rifle and your friends have assault rifles and you fight because that is your liberty. It is your right. Uh-huh. The um, army has an Apache helicopter. <laughs> you don't have an Apache helicopter. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you have 30-round cl- clips, million-round clips, a, a bazooka even. They have uh, weapons that are designed for war. So no matter what you have, is still not going to be better than what the Army of the United States has. So that's why I think like this legislation would be good just to kind of re-soften the fact that civilians do have the military. Yeah. If you're in the military, you should have it. If you're not in the military, you shouldn't. You should have... Just the bare bones, you know, and if, like you said, if you're gun collectors, you know that there's, there's going to be, it's going to be a talk for a while. Yeah, no, I understand that, but the thing is, like, it's like, how do you really think, uh, Amer- you know, we're just going to be taken over real soon? We're going to be, you know, like any of this stuff. It's like, uh, you know, yes, we were attacked like at nine eleven, and that kind of crap happened. But it's like, uh, like, how soon do you think, like, you know, the military is just going to be showing up at our door, going like, "Get out of your house," you know? It's like, were we, when are we going to? You really think we're gonna, we're that close to that kind of thing happening? That that's when the Second Amendment actually means like the right to bear arms and everything. Well, like that? I thought about it too because prime example is when Egypt was having the Civil War. Yes, they were armed and things like that, and we could, everyone just kind of let them do their thing, and you know, that was the case when we had our Civil War. I always thought about that, like when America had its Civil War. Why didn't like Britain then come back over and try to take us over? Why didn't then another country try and invade us while we were at chaotic, you know, the discourse with ourselves? It's because we have a buttload of guns. Like that's <laughs> the thing. It's like no one wants to mess with us because we do have a lot of guns. I mean, there's so many guns in this country that that nobody would ever come over here. Like we might have problems with our legislation and stuff. Other countries they have batons, they have tear gas, they have rocks, they have water cannons. No civilians really over there have guns. There's, there's just a yeah. outload on. So, like, there's no fear of somebody coming over to try and make us a dictatorship. That's true. And the beauty of our country is it was founded on the fact that you can write laws, you can pass laws, you can debate about these subjects without getting to the point of someone telling you, I'm the king and you do what I tell you. It's, there's, a dic- there's not a dictatorship. There's 
freedom. I'm sorry to believe we just need to give your own show of Kyle's political views. We could do that, but I'd rather just talk about video games. So <laughs> that, this is why this conversation came up because I thought about it. I was like, okay, I was like, what are nonviolent video games? Nonviolent so video went, games. And I see, I see you did compose a list here. A few, yeah, because like I th- was really thinking about it, like, and what I mean by nonviolent is like you could consider Mario technically a nonviolent video game in the aspect that it's you're fighting Goombas and turtles and things like that. They're really like there's no turtles walking around. There's no like Goombas walking around. Well, not anymore. Not We've anymore. extincted We've them extincted anymore because of Mario. Out. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Goomba free since 1989. Yes. The the one thing that I noticed was, but you're still you're the act of jumping on things. Like yeah. Even Yoshi, the act of eating. Or yeah, biting, eating and biting that could be considered violent. So I was really trying to find like, okay, well, what's a game that's not violent at all? Okay. Then uh, the first one I thought of was the first video game, which was Pong. <laughs> Two paddles going up and down and a ball going in between in them. In between them. And that was the first video game, and that was a non-violent video and game. And they had a shit ton of Pong consoles. They because did. Pong was big. It was this Um Let's see what else is there. I know you got Rock Band and Guitar Hero, which is true. It's true. Like, the music might be a little bit violent or a little but bit But, yeah, heavy. but those games are rated teen. But you're not, you're, like, smashing your You're not beating people. No one's throwing stuff at you. There's nothing really crazy and stuff like that. You have the DDR the uh, and Just Dance, you know, Dance Dance Revolution. Uh, you know, you're, and those are you're just more likely to injure yourself because you're not used to dancing. Like yeah. it's not really you're going and like, oh, kick this person. Yeah, punch. kick this. You know, kick and punch. It's all in the mind. Exactly. If you want to test is, me, I'll show you fine. That's a good one too. Parappa the rapper. Parappa the rapper. Which you know, I'm surprised they made another Parappa the rapper on the PS2. But that was that the girl one. No, no, no. They did a girl one though. That was like the rock band. But they haven't. They didn't make one for uh, PlayStation. This, see, this one I don't get with PlayStation. Nintendo has the tap market of taking their characters and moving them over to every console and reinventing them because and doing that. But PlayStation, that. for some reason, like doesn't want to do that. The only ones they did that with was literally like Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Well, then again, it also depends on what's popular. You know. Like now, what do you think about Ratchet and Clank? See again, like that's you're fighting. Different creatures. They're fighting robots. There's explosion like that. This c- could be considered violent. You shoot weapons, even though they're not. Which is funny because the first three games are teen. Okay. And then, give me a quick sec. All the ones that have been released for the PlayStation Three are rated E, e plus, 10, plus ten, meaning like you teen, but so for everyone, as long as you're ten or up, it's kind of more of that mindset. And that's actually probably because of difficulty. Because if you give it to like a two-year-old, they're not going to know what to do, and they're going to eat the controller. But if you give it to like a ten-year-old, they'll at least have the concept and then maybe the mobility of their hand-eye coordination to do it. So I think that's actually really smart that they're starting to rate games like that too, where they're rating it based on your what you should have skill level-wise. Like, oh, a ten-year-old should be able to handle this kind of game style. Whereas like there's Barney games and, and Sesame Street games and learning games, and those are tailor-made to the appropriate player who maybe just hits the A button all day long or the B button. Or, or the red button, you know, they try to coordinate it that way. Um, and so, like, other games, like, I was really thinking about this. Okay, well, what other games are out there? There's games like, of course, Tetris. You know, certain Tetrises you play, they explode and do things. But for the most part, Tetris is nonviolent. Uh, any of those puzzle games, like the uh, Puzzle Quest or Magic Quest, uh, Bejeweled, even, like, the new ones, like, Cut the Rope. And even then I thought Angry Birds. I was like, oh, Angry Birds, you're just throwing a tongue shot. But then again, what is the act? You're active destruction, the act of make, trying to pop the pigs, you know, the birds get injured. Like So again, like it, you want to really go like non-violent. Like, really try to think hard on like what's completely non-violent. We're at the point where you're, you know, you're not hurting or harming or maiming or anything. And it's, 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 it's easy to think that games are non-violent because they're games. Because people just go, oh, it's a game. It's not non-violent. So then there was games like uh, a lot that came out uh, for the 
DS was like that uh, Professor Layton. Yeah, the Professor Layton village. puzzle games. Um, Those were good, like the Secret of Monkey Island, because it's more of like a uh, yeah, like a strategy kind of game. Miss, you know? miss, quest, yeah, quest. Uh, and actually, if you really think about it, like sports games, racing games, they're not really violent in the sense that you might wreck, you might get injured, but you're not like trying to hurt somebody. You're not like trying to not like road rash. Your, no, you're not like trying to purposely <laughs> like. <just laughs> Which, by the way. People get on a new road rash. Yeah, Come on, right. we need that. We need Especially when you know your bike's going to explode and you end up just running to the finish line. Because that's what made me laugh is when Pierre was talking about the NRA and like these violent video games. They use games like Splatterhouse and things like that. It was like, yeah, you, that game came out like the 1990s. Well, it's not even that. They, I mean, they did have a remake, but okay, but okay, think of the concept of Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse, okay, obviously, you find a mask, you put on, changes into this like kind of demon character. So, yeah, that's not believable. That would never happen in real life. And then you go to a house where it's filled with demons mystical creatures that do not exist so to me i'm like sitting there going like okay uh yeah that's it's not like i can understand if you want to go after games that are like you know like grand theft auto just because it could take place but then again it's also in liberty city it's in like all these cities that don't exist exist. it's like get on it you know and there is a risk reward system in those games where if you are going on a killing spree yeah you will get arrested the swat team will kill you you know you have there is consequences in those games it's not like i can do whatever i want and i'm scot-free that's the that's what i don't get like they but they just want to focus on all that kind of crap you know and it's actually funny because i was reading up that sports games which are a major contributor of video games as a whole sports games contribute to 35% of all titles that are released every year uh, racing games contribute to about 20% of all racing titles and those rock band, guitar hero, yeah. VR games contribute to 15% of all games so if you really think about it 50%, 60 70% of games that are out in the market right now just based on those three are 70% of what games are out there. So for you to blame the 30, maybe even like the 10% that are actually specifically violent, shooting guns, killing people, things like that, those specific games, and again, Modern Warfare 3 is a violent game, but it's based on war. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like it has like a purpose to it. It's not just... Far Cry 3 is a survival game. Yeah, it's a survival game. Fallout is a survival game. Okay, but then again, when does Fallout 3 take place? A post-apocalyptic thing. That's like Left 4 Dead. That's like Resident Evil. These are all fictional, the Gears of War. It's like... It's like you people just want to jump on something because it's a mature rating. Now, to me, I think what we should have, we should have definitely, like, someone who's a representative who's passionate about video games but can also see both sides of things that can actually explain this kind of crap at, you know, press. Because it's like if Joe, if what, Joe Biden goes to, like, I'm going to talk about video games, I guarantee that man has never played. The last game he probably played was fucking Pong. Like, he has no yeah. fucking concept. These games are awesome. Yeah, you know, he has no, like, they have no idea, like, what you know stuff because sometimes hey I'll put it this way sometimes you come home from work you're like you had a bad day you throw in like some halo boom 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 you're killing fictional characters these things are not real it's not like you would came home drank a bottle of Jack was like I got my gun let's go see what I could kill it's like you don't do that because in your head you go well I'm, I don't want to go to jail I, I had one bad day at work yeah and mm-hmm. I think I th- that should be the name of the game called I Have I One, one bad, bad Day at Work. And that's what he does. He drinks a bottle of whiskey and goes out. And, and starts just starts shooting, shooting people. And, but, you know. And how long could you survive? Oh, yeah, exactly. How many people can you Yeah, how you can kill game? before the SWAT team shows up. <laughs> yeah, boo. Brought to you by the NRA. Yeah, exactly. Woo-hoo. Well, then that's what was funny is then they released a game specifically for children on the uh, Apple, like, uh, yeah. pad to say, like, shooting's fun. So, like, you're encouraging them to shoot guns. But then you tell people that video game violence is bad. Yeah, like it's like the, it's, it's a it's a contradiction because they're a bunch of fucking hypocrites. They, and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. They don't 
No. Yeah. They don't. These are guys who have never played probably, like I said, a game in their life. No. They're they're not current with all the stuff that we're current with. Because if you look at any kind of rational gamer, like okay, not once have I been like, hey Kyle, I've had a really bad day at work. I'm thinking of buying a gun today. Like I think Me if I said too. if I said that, I think you'd be like red flag. Oh, let's have like, a chat. Let's you know, talk first. it's over like over Halo. Let's yeah, over Halo. Play. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'd rather relieve my stress with just sitting down, vegging out, playing a game for an hour. You know, and then you're like, you know what? I feel pretty good. You know, yeah, stuff exactly. like that. You just kind of. It's a way. It's okay. It's like a book. It's like uh, it's like a book. It's like a graphic novel. It's like it's a comic like a book. It's like a movie. It's like a music. It's just a way to escape from your normal everyday life, just for a little bit, just so you can you know relieve some stress. And it's actually funny because life is very dangerous. Yeah. We are such fragile creatures that, yeah, anything you can do can kill you. Like, I can walk out of the studio today and be hit by a car. And you're actually more likely to be hit by a, a plane falling from the sky mm. or a lug nut falling off a plane from the sky than you are from a person who played a video game and went on a mass killing. Like It's just like statistically it's not there. So like it, we've been talking about this a lot this week. I know I went on my soapbox last week and we were talking about it. And it's just because it is that. It's like we are both very passionate about games. We like playing all kinds of games and it shouldn't be there is no such thing as a scapegoat. There should never be. It should always be based upon talk to your kids, play games, educate them that these are just games, they're not real. And it's actually more healthy for you to establish that bond of like tell me when you're having a bad day, son. Tell yeah, me when you're having uh, a day. that's what I don't get. Is like it always goes back to, you know, something like oh, the teachers or somebody. It's like parents check on fuck monitor your kids. Yeah. You know, you see they're in a rut. You see that it's like you know, the whole like the it's just, you know, just monitor your kids. You know, ask them how they're doing. How's things going? Is anything wrong with them and stuff like that? Like, have them open up to you. Just don't, like, blow it off because then these are the kids that, and then you come upstairs and you're like, oh, they've been, oh, they had a journal. They've been upset for, like, years. Oh, yeah. but, oh, oh, wait, here's a Metallica record. Let's blame that. It's them. Well, their music does suck, but oh. it does now, especially after a load and all that and reload. The, their music's horrible. No, oh, okay. But, well, it's also that, too. It's just like, yeah, let's take take the Maryland like the Columbine like they were blaming the trench coats the Matrix yeah. the, the uh, Maryland Manson like all these things they were blaming and it turned out like these kids basically were going to psychiatrists because they were both wanting to die yeah. like they were planning this for some time it had nothing to do with the music or the way they dressed and what did it have to do with bullying it's always come back to like a bully or some kind of system where somebody else is pushing them and no one they don't have a release they don't have a way of yeah yeah they don't have uh, you know all that kind of so crap so we need so. to give them more video games Yes, or something like that. But uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that's about does it. Hopefully, uh, if Kyle starts more political stuff next week, I'm giving him his own podcast called "This Week with Kyle Mooney and Political Aspects." We should do that. We should do a two minute rant, the Kyle Mooney rant, and I'll just go on and be like, you know what I saw this about stuff, cheese doodles. <laughs> so, uh, uh, your closing statements uh, today. How do you feel? What people should take away from the show today? Well, what I feel is talk to your kids. Okay, thank you very much. Play games. No. <laughs> well, that's it. Talk to your kids, play games, and uh, tell us what you think. Tell, call us in. Uh, send us a Twitter. You know. Yeah, send us a Twitter. Email. Send us an email. You know. Uh, you know. You want a game with Kyle and I? Uh, our game. Yeah, with I'd love is, to do that. I'd love uh, to us, like get us like. I like to game. do like a game night. I think that'd be kind of cool. We all join together, play a certain game. You know, if you want to find me, it's on the website at uh, arcade underscore bros dot com. Or dash, yeah. Or is it dash? Well, if you Google us, it will come up. Like it's arcade dash. Or go to the www.fernetwork. The Twitter is arcade underscore underscore bros. bros. That's right. Uh, but if you want to f- game with me, I'm on uh, all the systems right now. So Xbox is School Days S K O O L D A Z E zero six nine. PlayStation is the same except minus the zero, so just six nine at the end of it. My Wii is exactly like my Xbox. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Stephen Mooney Junior. 
And uh, Kyle? Uh, you can follow us at the at arcade underscore bros on Twitter. You can also look us at, up at the Socially Awkward uh, tag and also the Socially Awkward Studios website. We're linked to all that. Um, obviously, our website and my gamer tag on the Xbox is Broken Robo, but with zeros on the end, so R0B0. Uh, I'm always on there, or I also have it linked up with the Xbox Live, so we'll see you play. I'm working on getting a network for PS3, and I'm working on possibly a Nintendo network, so eventually maybe I'll be up to Steve's standards, but probably not. But we'll find out. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, I mean, things are pretty cheap. I mean, you're always welcome to come over and play my stuff, so, you know, everything like that. So uh, I guess until next time, actually, I was curious. I saw some of the notes that said, uh, now find a blue key in a graveyard. Do you want to sign off with that now? or No, basically, I kind of was making jokes. Like last week, we said, friends don't let friends drive with uh, red turtle shells. Uh, so this is kind of like that. Like, you know, now, don't, now go find a blue key in a graveyard. Because I like it's it. like. Basically, remember Resident Evil, you had to go out to the... Gri- like, it was like, it yeah, was you always had to find like a like, key, spade, a heart key like, or something like that. Why is this here? Like, yeah, why? Who, who the fuck put this here? Under the third rock. Yeah, under the, the third th- rock next to the zombie that will probably eat you, but kill him first and then find the rock. Excellent. But and, uh, until next time, kiddos, keep on gaming. This has been a production of the 4i Radio Network. Thank you for listening.